When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, something that I do every day, and I hope that this podcast is helping you do. Well, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about arguments. When was the last time you had an argument? And can you think of how it made you feel? You know, that like emotional and physical feeling. It's just like awful. Well, did you know that arguments, unmanaged arguments, or not resolving arguments, can actually decrease longevity? I mean, really, we really need to resolve our arguments. So that's why I decided to do this podcast today. And we're going to talk about some recent research and we're going to talk about how to manage or tie off arguments that can get you some level of resolution. But before we begin, just to remind you, these podcasts are for educational purposes only. They are not medical advice. For any medical advice, I recommend you talk to a medical professional. And also, before we begin, my new book. Have you got a copy yet of my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess? The same as the name of the podcast. In this book, I have my most recent clinical trials showing you the integration between the mind and the brain and the impact of the mind on the brain. Very relevant to today's discussion because we, in terms of arguments, how when we have unresolved arguments, it actually causes an increase in inflammation and puts your heart at risk. So, and amongst many other things. So in this book, I teach you about the mind-brain integration, the relationship between the mind and the brain, what the mind is, what the brain is, what the mental health system is doing wrong and what you can do to manage your mind and the practical example of the NeuroCycle, which is the system I've developed of mind management over 38 years, initially as a clinical tool and adapted to be able to use 24-7. Considering the fact that your mind is always with you, you go to bed with your mind, you dream with your mind, you wake up with your mind, you eat with your mind, you talk with your mind, you're watching this podcast with your mind, your mind's always in action. So my argument is you may as well manage your mind. If you don't manage your mind, it's running anyway, and an unmanaged mind creates a total mess. It's okay to have a mental mess, but we're supposed to be managing it. So managing our mental mess is what cleaning up the mental mess is all about. And I teach you about the neurocycle, lots of practical advice, simple tips to really help you get anxiety, depression, overwhelm, burnout, rumination, those thoughts that are driving you crazy under control. For you, your husband, your wife, your best friend, your kids, whoever. I use this all the time. I really am my own lab rat. And even my four adult kids use this. So that says something. And now back to today's podcast on arguments. So 
a, a study was done, actually a very interesting study was done where they put the couples into a lab and they were, they were in separate different rooms and each couple was told to have an argument in the way that they normally, you know, t- talk about something that's contentious and kind of like, you know, it, it, talk about it as though they would, as though they were at home. So something that they knew they would probably have an argument about. And each couple was in their own little cubicle and that, that was the only instruction they were given. And so, the, and they, and they were observed. Just before the experiment, all the couples had little blisters put onto their hands called the blister study and it didn't hurt them. And generally it takes about three weeks for a blister to heal, just a basic blister. And our body heals in cycles of three weeks. So the bigger the blister or the more bigger the, the bigger the wound or whatever in your body, you would have multiple cycles of three weeks. But for a basic blister, it would take about three weeks to heal. Anyway, so these couples were then instructed and they were observed. And the, the blisters were put on their hands, they were put in the cubicles, they had their little arguments. Some of them were arguing in a very agreeable way, some were not so agreeable, some were downright nasty, some were really awful. There were all different ways that they were arguing, from the good to the bad to the ugly. And after three weeks, they brought these couples back and they looked at the healing, they looked at the impact of the argument on the blister. So they wanted to see how the blister had healed. Those that had argued in a reasonable way, that had agreed to disagree, that kind of resolved the argument or got to a point of tying it off, their blisters were healed. The others, the healing reduced by, in some cases, up to 65% less. In other words, their healing was only at like a 35% level instead of a 100% level. So in those couples that really argued in a contentious way and didn't tie off the argument, their healing had reduced by up to 65%. And that's just a basic overview of the study. You can go and read more about the study. But essentially what that tells us, this was in an observed situation. So what is happening in an unobserved situation? The point is that arguments do impact how we function physically and mentally and will have a physical impact on our body. So that was a super interesting study because it was looking at how the body needed to have a whole the immune response and the stem cell response to heal the blister and how that was slowed down. So the physical, natural physical functioning, the natural healing properties of the body was dramatically reduced by the argument. Now, recent research coming out of Oregon State University, they found that when people have resolved an argument, okay, so didn't leave it unresolved, when they resolved the argument, they found that the emotional response associated with the disagreement is significantly reduced and in some situations can be entirely erased. So. They looked at the emotional response. They didn't look at, this was another study, now separate from the blister study. They looked at the emotional response. And so basically, when you think of, that's in the beginning of this podcast, I say to just cast your mind back and gather awareness of when you most recently had an argument and how you felt. I mean, I, I can just recall it. I mean, my heart was fluttering. My entire body was like tense. I felt like actually kind of nauseous. I remember my eyes like narrowed. I remember feeling like so emotionally like upset, so overwhelmed. So, and then as soon as the argument was resolved, it was like, phew, this like completely different feeling. But while the argument was happening and was unresolved, it was awful. So now also think of an argument, but think of an argument that you didn't resolve on the spot, that you had an argument and you walked away in the midst of the argument without it being resolved. And then how you felt in that time period, which may have been a few hours or days or even weeks, 
and how in your mind you were building up all these narratives and how every time you thought about that situation, it was affecting you. I mean, this has happened to me. I found myself like on the treadmill thinking, they said this, and I'm going to say that, and they said this, and that narrative, and that's what that means, and I'm going to this and that, and, and feeling so awful that I stopped myself because I'm so good now at self-regulating and neurocycling that I caught myself and thought, well, this is going to mess up my workout because your mind controls your body, and I'm on the treadmill trying to get a good workout, and here I'm thinking about this unresolved argument. So quickly did a neurocycle and made sure that my active reach was, I am going to make a plan to go resolve this argument. I mean, that is how important it is that we manage our mind. Otherwise, I would have may as well just got off that treadmill because I was losing 60, 70, 80% of the benefit because my mind was not in a good place and my body was starting to respond. You see, wherever your mind goes, your brain and body follow, okay? And as you, as you, as an example of the blister, the, the healing ability of the body reduced by up to 65%. I mean, this is quite phenomenal when you think about it. Okay, so coming back to the Oregon State University study, which was just released in March of this year, it was actually very, very interesting because they did a whole thing looking at the emotional response and they looked at reactivity and residue. And reactivity is the level of, of negative emotions around the actual argument. And then residue is the effect over the next day or the next couple of days. So what they found is that when people resolve the argument, even if you didn't solve it, even if you didn't completely fix the whole thing, if you came to a level of resolution, so like even if it was agreeing to disagree, that is a resolution. When, when people resolved an argument, the emotional response for the disagreement was significantly reduced, in some cases by up to 50%, and in some situations it was completely erased, the emotional effect. Now, when we talk about emotional effect, that argument is an experience, a toxic experience. What you are arguing about is the root of the thought tree. You've seen me talk about thought trees before. So the experience of the argument is what you're processing through your mind into your brain as a protein thought tree. The actual argument, the, what you're arguing about over here, and then your interpretation of how you think, feel, and choose about that argument are these the, 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 branch, the branches here. So those are the root memories. And those are the branch memories. So each person, you and the person you're arguing with, each will have these toxic trees inside of their brain. Okay, so now our mind is how we think, feel, and choose. So feels the emotions. So we think, feel, and choose, and we build the think, feeling, choosing source into our into the roots. And how we think, feel, and choose about that source is built into here. So the emotions are in here. Now this is toxic. So these are toxic emotions. This is generating neurochemical chaos in the brain and the body. It's upsetting the electromagnetic balance in the brain and the body. These proteins are not folded correctly, so the vibrations are incorrect. So there's a direct impact on the neurophysiology of the brain and the body. This also impacts the cells of the body, so therefore the DNA is affected, and immediately you would have an impact on, for example, the telomeres, which are the ends of chromosomes, which are responding to how you're managing your mind and are responsible for cellular health. So in that state, your cellular health starts dropping off. So coming back to the blister study, those couples that didn't resolve the argument, had this toxic thought was there in the brain, and now they've got this blister. And that toxic thought, which is a real thing made of proteins and all these abnormally formed proteins and all these this toxic root and unresolved and all this stuff and generating the wrong energy, then impacted and had a negative impact on the immune system ability to to heal and, and the stem cells and the ability of the body to heal itself. And, and so that's actually what happened. It actually had a long-term over, it carried over. So 
the, this thought, the emotions that are in this thought, are very have a real physical structure. So feeling frustrated or angry or irritated or building this narrative in your head, all these branches that you keep adding to this is generating all this toxic energy, which is then affecting the physical function of the body. So the emotions and the, the how you think, feel, and the choices you are making around this narrative that you're creating of that argument that's unresolved is because, is alive, it's living, it's dynamic, it's generating this toxic energy, and that is going through the body and affecting the body's ability to heal itself or function like it should. And in, that could translate into any different thing. It could be that your GI symptoms get worse or that you you suddenly have this incredible heart pain. I mean, I've experienced that where I have an unresolved issue and I know when I have unresolved issues because my heart physically gets sore. I'll wake up in the morning and it feels like I, my heart is actually physically sore. I can feel the pain in my heart and then I resolve it and it goes away. And so for me, I know that that is a very strong physical warning signal that I haven't, that I have an unresolved issue going on in my life. And that's not good because that's affecting my cardiovascular health. So I recognize that and I manage it. And so I'll recognize that pain and I'll go and do the work around what are the emotional, emotional impact and what are my behaviors and what are my narrative? What's going on? Where's it coming from? What am I going to do about it? What, how am I going to reconceptualize that? So I'll use the neurocycle to go through that process so that I then, and my active reach would be go to that person and work through a process of solving this problem. And you can neurocycle together to solve the problem. One of the upsides from this recent pandemic is I get to do many of my interviews and much of my work in my pajamas. But the downside of working from home, I feel like now more than ever I am constantly looking at a screen and my eyes have been really straining, which has been causing so many headaches. If this sounds like a familiar struggle in your life, I've got the answer for you. Blue light blocking glasses from Blue Blocks. Blue light damages our eyes and leads to digital eye strain. Symptoms of digital eye strain are blurred vision, headaches, and dry, watery eyes. For some, this could even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. Well, Blue Blocks was created to fix this problem and block out the blue light with high-quality lenses. Unlike other types of blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are evidence-based and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. They have 40 hip frames and come in prescription, non-prescription, and readers. So they have frames for every need. Blueblocks is also giving back by working in partnership with Restoring Vision in their Buy One Gift One campaign. For each pair of Blueblocks glasses purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. I also really love Blueblocks' Remedy Sleep Mask, which uses the most sophisticated design methodology to create a comfortable, 100% light blocking eye mask for improved REM and deep sleep. Get started today with your Blueblocks glasses, and I promise it will change your life. And just for my listeners, get 15% off your order with the code DrLeaf at blueblocks.com. That's the code DrLeaf at B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. As I've gotten older, I definitely have to be more careful when I work out. And I really take rest and recovery seriously. One thing I've started implementing more into my daily routine is collagen powder, and it has made the world of difference for my body. So much research has demonstrated that collagen can help with joints, mobility, improve sleep, and improve skin and nail quality. My go-to collagen is by Ancient Nutrition. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. 
It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles after four weeks, and transform your overall skin tone after eight weeks. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid. I love putting a scoop into my coffee pre-workout. All ancient nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com. Right now and enter the promo code DRLEAF at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code DRLEAF for 20% off your first order. ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code DRLEAF at checkout. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. Okay, so why is this important? Bottom line is that the extent, and this I'm reading from the study, from this Oregon study, the extent to which you can resolve an argument and tie them off, and I love that, tie them off, is important for maintaining well-being in life. So if you've got a bone with someone, if you've got a bone to pick with someone, if you've got an argument, if you've got a disagreement, whether it's the little one that you just kind of never resolve every day and they just keep accumulating cumulatively over time. If you haven't tied them off, that is building in your brain. So it may not be like a major blow up, but maybe there's these little things that you're not resolving. And those are very dangerous too. And this is what this Oregon State University study is talking about, is that these little arguments that you just don't deal with that seem, oh, they're not so important, but they actually are because they're the little things that cumulatively over time build and become a problem. I refer you back to the blister study. That was one experiment in a lab where they discussed for 20 minutes or whatever it is that people had this, these contentious discussions. And three weeks later, they came in and the, the blister hadn't healed very well in a lot of the, in, in the people that didn't have the arguments tied off. So they kept that narrative in their head. And one of the questions they did ask them when they came back is, did you ever resolve this? And the ones who had the worst healing so in other words, the least amount of healing happening, so hardly any healing in of the blister, were the ones that had the most unresolved arguments. So they had still carried that with them for three weeks. The longer you carry this, the more you think about it, the bigger it is. This is toxic. This threatens your survival. This is putting everything at risk and making you feel awful. And it will spill over into all areas of your relationship and working life. And, and, and I mean, these things are pervasive. You can eventually, you know, they can become so big that you can't even see the wood for the trees. I mean, this is how you view life. You just view, maybe this is how you view everything with that person. They, it can get to the point where they can't even say hello and you think that they're arguing with you because you're looking at them through this. So, and I mean, that's not good for you, nor is it good for that person. So these things need to be resolved. Okay, so there's much research, including my book. In my book, I talk about this research of showing how unmanaged minds lead to unmanaged toxic stress which can affect health from mental health problems such as depression and anxiety to physical problems such as heart disease and GI diseases, weakened immune system, reproductive difficulties, all kinds of stuff. In the first part of my book, I talk about how I looked at various different biomarkers with my team of neuroscientists and how we had two groups, a control group and an experimental group. And the control group, they didn't get any mind management but an experimental group got mind management and they were working on their issues. It wasn't an argument, but they were. I was showing the link between mind and brain. And those that didn't embrace the anxiety and depression, et cetera, that they were experiencing and be a thought detective and manage it through the neurocycle, it affected their health. They got increased inflammation. They had increased 
biomarkers showing increased inflammation, increased problems with their stress system, increased problems with risk to cardiovascular system, to the brain, to the, the neurological system and so on, and even down to the level of the telomeres, which was affecting cellular health. I mean, cellular health is affected. Your cells make up everything. That means all your systems get affected. And then, but those ones that did get the, did mind manage, that did work through their issues, their health improved dramatically, significantly. So we saw inflammation decreasing and cellular health improving. So I sh- there's a lot of research showing that our mind does impact our body and arguments are toxic things in our mind that we experience and that we pro- everything that we experience processes into our brain and becomes thoughts. And those thoughts are real and they impact every cell of our body because they, as, if it's in your brain, it also goes into every cell of your body and in your mind, which is this gravitational field all around you and through you. So it's all over the place, it's all, all through and in you and out you. So we've we got to resolve them because it's real and it's like messy. And that's why we've got to clean up our mental mess. Okay, so we all get this with major stresses. I mean, we all, it's very easy to understand if you're in poverty or if you're in war or like the pandemic. It's like really, it's easy to understand that those very adverse circumstances can have, have effects on our, on our physical health and our mind. It's easy to, and remember, mental health is not a disease, okay? It's a response to adverse circumstances, okay? But we don't always think about those daily chronic little stresses. You know those little things that I mentioned a few moments ago, like minor inconveniences that happen, that can happen throughout the day, or these little, like minor inconveniences, little arguments, little things that go wrong, little bad habits that form in work relationships or family relationships. Those build if they're not managed, and they are also affecting your system, your entire brain and body and all the systems of your brain and your body. And it has an impact on mortality. So the big stuff can reduce mortality and the unmanaged daily lifestyle issues also decrease mortality. In fact, in this book, I show how over the last 40 years, when we've moved away from mind management over the last 40 years, there has been a shift from people living longer to people dying younger. So if we don't manage our mind, we are, people's, we are in an age where scientifically we are showing that without mind management, without resolving issues, we are shortening our lifespan. Sometimes I just don't have the time or energy to cook, especially something healthy. With two new puppies, interviews, research, cooking is the last thing I want to do. This all changed once I found Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes literally minutes to prepare and I never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it, so you waste less food too. No need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather, like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything, including their recently launched almond milk, which is made of only almonds and a dash of sea salt. That's it. This is super convenient because I'm always stocked up whenever I need almond milk for my smoothies. Daily Harvest is undeniably delicious, clean food without the prep. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code Dr. Leaf to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code Dr. Leaf for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. 
Finding clean and affordable beauty and skincare products is a challenge and so time-consuming. But do you want to know my little secret? I get all my non-toxic skincare and makeup from Thrive Market. It's affordable and they have such a selection. Plus, they have great fragrances that won't make you sneeze or mess with your hormones. Since joining Thrive, my family and I have saved hundreds of dollars on skincare and makeup. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Thrive Market has the best selection of high-quality, healthy, and sustainable products online. Buy thousands of wholesome food, home, and beauty products curated just for members. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need. Organic and essential groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. And their products are ethically sourced. Join Thrive Market today to get 25% of your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash drleaf. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash drleaf to get the exclusive offer of 25% off your first order and a free gift. You can't get this offer anywhere else. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drleaf. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. So when it comes to arguments, okay, so which is what we're really focusing on today, avoidance and lack of closure increase anxiety. Okay, so if you just if you don't deal with stuff, so you know that there's an issue between you and you just keep avoiding it, not dealing with it, that's when you're going to build up this thing in your head like I described earlier on. Or if you have a huge clash and you do have an argument, but you don't resolve it and you walk away angry. Both of those situations, the one is just kind of suppressing and the one is a big clash that you don't resolve, both of those are going to are going to affect your health, mental and physical health. So what what the study in the Oregon study says is that when it comes to arguments, avoidance and lack of closure increase anxiety. So anxiety, so this is so interesting because if you avoid and you don't deal with it, this thing is growing bigger. This thing is threatening your survival. What does our body and brain do if it's threatening if our survival is threatened? Signals are sent from the non-conscious mind and from the body in the form of emotional warning signals like depression and anxiety and physical warning signals like sore hearts. Okay, to, And what are those telling us? Hey, pay attention. Anxiety is saying, hey, pay attention. Something needs resolving. Sore heart. Hey, pay attention. Something needs resolving. So when you avoid, your body looks after you. Your mind looks after you. Your wise mind says, hey, Anxiety, anxiety, warning signal, alarm, pay attention. So you don't run from the anxiety. You don't suppress the anxiety. You embrace the anxiety. What is this anxiety telling me? What is the sore heart telling me? What is this rumination telling me? What do I need to fix? I need to be a thought detective. When we avoid things, then you be, it increases your reactivity. Now, you often hear me talking about being a responder, not a reactor. When you mind manage, when you get into self-regulated mind management, which is what I teach you in this podcast and all my work and in this book, self-regulated mind management, you become a responder. So when that person says something that triggers you, instead of you firing off and a whole argument starting, you catch yourself and you become a responder. You quickly neurocycle in your head and you respond instead of reacting. So instead of building up toxic thought and getting into an argument, you respond. And that's what the neurocycle is teaching you. Okay. So when you resolve, when you make the decision to do that, 
you then, when you listen to the anxiety, you listen to the sore heart and you actually try and control and tie off. You may even launch into an argument and then stop yourself and say, okay, we need to agree to disagree. How are we going to resolve this? And you start trying to tie it off. I love that tying it off. How are we going to agree to disagree or how are we going to agree to agree? Whatever, wherever it goes. When you do that, you start reducing reactivity. You train yourself through self-regulated mind management to be less reactive and more responsive. Okay. And that leads to a decrease in negative emotions because you're basically getting rid of these and turning them into healthy emotions and an increase in positive emotions. Energy is never lost. Energy is always transferred. So when we are decreasing reactivity and becoming a responder, we're decreasing negative emotions and we're turning them into positive emotions. We're reconstructing them realistically. We're not going to deny them. We're just going to say, well, that's not going to help. This is going to help. We're going to reconstruct it. Okay. So what they found was that when people did what I've described, if the argument was resolved, people reported half the reactivity on that day. So they, instead of feeling like when they resolved, instead of feeling like this huge reactivity, the sore heart, lots of anxiety, it was half the anxiety, half that physical pain, which is not completely gone, but at least it was half the reactivity. And the next day, there was no residue. How many times have you had an argument that you haven't resolved? And the next day, you wake up and there's this residue, there's this after effect, there's a still feeling, oh, like, it's, like I said, on the treadmill, it's affecting me kind of thing, just this horrible feeling, this hovering anxiety, this residue, this hangover. And that is all this toxicity still causing all this problem in your brain and your body and this vulnerability. Okay, so when we train ourselves through regulated self-mind management, which is what I'm teaching you in this book, you can then turn yourself, tie off those loose ends of that argument, get it resolved and reduce the reactivity, reduce those negative emotions, reduce that residue effect. And you can actually now move forward into a healthy way in that relationship. And once you've done it in one relationship, once you can apply it many more times in that same relationship, but also then you get the practice to apply it to other relationships. So you become good at this in so many different instances. So if you keep arguing, you're practicing arguing. But if you keep training yourself to resolve the argument and you practice that, you practice becoming an argument resolver versus an argument activator. Okay, so we can't always control the events and circumstances, the stresses and that come into our, our life and the people around us. We can't control that. We can control how we respond. You're in control of your mind. You, you have agency. You don't have to. You can put up that boundary. I, I don't want that my body in that state where that blister won't, where my healing ability of my body is reduced by 65%. I don't want to hold this toxicity in me. I don't want to be affecting someone else. I would much rather put up that boundary and resolve that argument. Okay, so that's a decision we need to recognize that we cannot control the events and circumstances and other people, but we can control our own self-regulated mind management and therefore become responders versus reactors. So the extent, so with arguments, the extent to which you can tie off the stress, so it's not having this gnawing impact. That's what this unresolved arguments have. That's such a great explanation. Gnawing impact, you're gnawing. It's it's like. G-N-A-W-I-N-G, that gnawing impact. So the extent to which you can tie off the stress so that it's not having this gnawing impact at you over the course of the day or a few days will help minimize the potential long-term impact. You can do this and you can use the NeuroCycle to help you do that. So very quickly, how would you do the NeuroCycle? Five steps, you gather awareness of in, as you're feeling yourself moving into this argument or you're in the argument, 
gather awareness of what are my emotional, physical, behavioral, perspective warning signals, quickly reflect, why am I doing this, ask, answer, discuss. If you've got time, write it down in the Metacog. I explained to you how to make a Metacog here. And then recheck, in other words, look at what you've written to find what are the patterns that are going on here. What can you do? How can you stop this? What could be an antidote? What, how could you resolve this? And then the active reach, do it. Actually step in and say, okay, let's now resolve. So you can do those four steps in your head. And the fifth step, you can literally, that would be your action. Okay, we've argued enough. Let's tie this off. Let's agree to disagree. Let's try to resolve this and calm down, speak with kindness, etc., etc. So I hope this has helped you. Remember, arguments decrease, arguments that are not tied off, that naught us, decrease our longevity and decrease our healing. So resolve your arguments and let the, you can use the neurocycle to help you. I hope this has helped you. Thanks for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.